Welcome to the Call to Build podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Morgan Jackson, and here we're going to be discussing how to build the kingdom of God, tell people about Jesus, and love the world through the way God has made each of us individually unique to build His kingdom. We cannot do this without you. Let's get building. Welcome to Called to Build. This is episode eight. And in this episode, I want to introduce someone very special in my life, and that is my mother. And if you've seen her, then you will immediately say, you look just like your mother, (laughs) because we get that all the time. So yes, we know. Basically, we tell everyone that she cloned me. But um, so mom, you can say hi. Hello. (laughs) Um, So let me tell you about her. She is a mom to me, a wife of 42 years, right? Am I right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I should know that. Sorry. I'm a bad daughter. (laughs) Uh, I have three siblings, and so she's a mom to all of us and our significant others, and she's a nana to seven grandkids. She is an artist. She's a retired accountant, and she is a fitness and health enthusiast. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe the most important thing about her, she will believe God for you, even if you don't want her to. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So yeah, and also if you ever really need prayer and someone to fast for you, then call my mom because she will do it and you will get breakthrough. (laughs) Um, So basically, I wanted to talk to my mom because we have gone through some really big relationship situations and specifically about forgiveness. And I think whatever we're pursuing in our lives relationships are going to come into it one way or the other. And really the ones that are the most intimate to us, like we cannot ignore them. The Lord just won't allow that (laughs) as we have found. (laughs) So we want to share a little bit of our story and what God has taken us through. And so if you want to, mom, if you want to just start, just give us a little background of starting with losing me, mom, papa, or your mom and dad and just a little bit of how that season started for you. Okay. Um, well, both of them had been sick for, for a while. So our whole life revolved around going to the doctors and, you know, just going through that season of life, which was really difficult. Um, and I always, we always thought that my mom would go first. She had a lot of health issues, diabetes, high blood pressure, all the, you know, things that go with that. Um, but actually then my dad took a turn and uh, went through some surgery and never fully recovered through that. So like a whirlwind, um, God took him a few months after that surgery. I think it was, it wasn't too long. And then seven months to the day, uh, my mom died. So it was, <laughs> even now it makes me a little emotional, but yeah. it was, they, we did so much of life with them. They were such a big part of our life. So it was, I really felt now that I look back, I was just, I was just walking, uh, because I had to yeah, like, so numb because I didn't know how to process the feelings. And, uh, so it took, 
took a lot out of me because I am the your defender. I will defend you. I will be your advocate. So I stepped in to do all that part of them dying, going through the, the all the legal stuff that you have to go through. So it was it was a hard season. It was a very hard season. Yeah, and on top of that, my brother and I both got married right around a couple of years after that, maybe not even that long. Um, right. I think my sister graduated from high school. Yes. And yep. my dad retired. Yes. Um, it was yeah. just a lot. And then both me and my brother had kids right away. And so my mom was dealing with the death of both of her parents. And on top of that, we're, I became a mother. And I don't know why. I think I was immediately hit with postpartum. And I had no idea and she had no idea. And I think honestly, you were dealing with your own version of depression. Right. And I didn't realize that because I don't usually do depression, (laughs) but I I was, whether I wanted to be or not, I was in a deep, a hard place. Yeah. And And so she was like in her coping and I didn't know, like the way she was coping was being at work and just doing what she knew she could control. And I think, right. I think now that I look back on it, it was very much like you took control of your health, you went yep. and poured yourself into work. And so that makes sense that it was things that yeah. you could control when everything else was right. out of control. Right. Right. So when I was in that depression, I definitely had put my mom in a place of savior for me. I expected her to fix it because she had always, <laughs> had always fixed it for me. Right. Like that's what moms, that's and what moms do. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't even realize I had that expectation, but, but I did. And because the expectation wasn't being met and I, and it hurt really bad, I decided to blame her for it. And we would fight a lot before we ended up moving about seven months after I had my son. But before that, we were fighting a lot. I remember like going to Weight Watchers meetings and us fighting in the car. Just thinking about that the other day, I was thinking, I remember thinking that day, what, what is this? Like, what is this about, you know? Oh yeah, so like, tell me a little bit, because we've never actually talked about this. Like, what were you thinking when I was acting like that? Um, I, I was very confusing to me because I, I mean, in spite of the mom daughter, you know, conflicts we would normally have, um, there was just, I knew there was something deeper going on, but I, I could not figure it out. And I think cause I was in so much turmoil, I just did not have the emotional energy to put in, even though I felt bad, like, I'm like, what is going on? I knew something was going on in you, but I didn't know. I had no clue right. upside my head. And I right. think what the heck, what the heck, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And that's like, it was really hard for me as well, because I didn't know, I just thought I was a bad mom. (laughs) I thought it was, I I thought it was bad. Just, just bad. And your mommy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I did, I felt crazy. I mean, there were times when Daniel would be like sitting with me on the kitchen floor, like, and I would just be like bawling and I didn't understand it myself. And I knew that we were having issues and that made me feel more insecure and, you know, all of that stuff. And so a great idea to do is to move to a different state when you're in the middle. Right. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, right. I know. But 
We had no logic going on at all, either no. of us. So. And that that is the bottom line, is that we weren't really thinking straight. We were both in survival mode. Right. Our own crazy worlds. Even though I, I think back and I, I remember feeling like you are my priority. Like you and the rest of you are my priority. And yet it was so out of balance. I, I remember just feeling torn, you know, like. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't, I don't know how, like, I, I really literally think I had nothing left to give, but I didn't realize that that's what I was feeling. I just kept, I need to be stronger. I need to be stronger. So do you feel like guilt and frustration as well, like uh, with yourself or, or were you just um, like, I need to just do what I have to do? I think what I do more and you've taught me this by your journey, but I shut down, I push it in and I deny it. I'm really good at denying. So, and so what I would do is compartmentalize things. And I thought, well, I'll deal with you when I have to deal with you over here. And I, but I'm going to deal with this. And so I, and I, I'm learning to actually heal from that because that's not really living, <laughs> you know, right. and, and stuffing down my feelings don't matter. My feelings don't matter. Everybody else's matter, but mine don't matter. So it was a kind of that feeling like you would say in your depression where you felt like you're underwater, like, you know, like, you know, like you're drowning. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And I, I see that and I can see it and we can both see each other's side so much right clearer now. now. Right. But in that in time, it, I mean, no. for me, especially I was very angry at her. Right. And I saw, I think I, the truth is, is that I did expect her to do more for me. And I didn't even consider the fact that she was in her own. I didn't think that till years later when I was like processing and healing that you were in your own struggle. And so to me, it was like, because I, I, at the same time too, I think, uh, this can't be possibly my fault in any way, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, there of course. Like, right. So like, whose fault is this that I feel like this? And so I think, I mean, I think this is common to a lot of mothers and daughters right. and like, we, I, I'm the oldest of, of four. And so my mom always told me growing up, like, I've never had a kid your age. And <laughs> So I'm figuring it out. And so with this one, it was like, I've never had a 28 year old daughter with a kid and had my parents just die. And so you feel like you're older and you should have things figured out. But the truth is, is that we are always still learning and figuring out everything (laughs) because we're all just winging it. And thankfully we have the Lord. That's all I can say in in all of this. I really think too, because eventually you let him into that as well as I did. And you have to let him in the mess. You got to let him. That's, that's it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And that is where almost like he forces surrender. Yeah. Because you absolutely have nothing left. I was so, I was so confused and hurting. Like what, why, why is she mad at me? What, like, what does she want me to do? And you know, but yeah, and you just got to give up because I remember feeling like that. I got nothing. I, I don't have a clue, you know? And for me in the process, and I can do a whole episode on my depression. I might even share, you know, my story in, in little chunks. But 
I also am a denier or grew up being a denier because it feels safe. Let's pretend like we don't feel like this. <laughs> right. And the, the pain was so upfront that I had to, I, all I knew was that it hurt. Mm-hmm. And so, but the Lord had to start helping me feel like this is why it hurt. This is the root. This is, this is why. And I had to do that separate from, from you. Right. God showed me that. Mm. So the more I let go, uh, the more I let go, the more it hurt you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and I'll tell you one story from that time. And it was, we'd been dealing with this on and off for years. And I mean, there was one, that one time when we had that huge fight in our, my breakers apartment, if you remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) Okay. But one thing that I have to say is we were screaming, like we're screamers. Let's just be honest. Like that's how we fight. We fight the exact same. We're like the same person, different ages. We look the same. We fight the same. Thank (laughs) goodness. You don't do that too much anymore though. Oh no. I mean that thing. Yeah. That was a season. We don't do that anymore at all. No, but um, thank you Lord. Yeah. (laughs) But I remember at the end of that, us both crying because we're also resolvers and we want right. peace and right. we're going to fight, but we were going to also fight for peace. <laughs> we were crying and we, we <laughs> prayed together. I remember that. And like, we don't know what this is, but we want it to be different. Yeah. And Amen. it didn't get any different no. right away. And I, I was like really confused. Like, why doesn't God just make this different and better? Because he's doing deeper. Yeah. You go deeper, you know, and we didn't know that same for me. I mean, I learned so many things, you know? So, and then one other thing was I sent a text message after my second son was born to all of my family. And I think I, if you struggle with depression and anxiety, you know, a lot, like you do feel like a burden because it's, it doesn't end. It's just relentless. And you don't really know what to do. But anyways, I had gotten to this bottom of the barrel kind of situation. And I was so, my pain ended up coming out in anger a lot. And that's how I dealt with it. And so I sent a text message to all of my family, my mom, my dad, my siblings, their, um, their spouses, just saying like a cry for help. And at that point, no one responded. And what were, what was your thoughts during, during that whole thing? Were you just like, I don't know what to do for you. I can't. Yeah. I think we were, I, and I do believe that was God's doing to not let any of us respond. But I was, because I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to fix this. Like us doing something just to me, didn't seem like the right thing. And yet you, you feel like you want to do something. Right. But as a parent, yet, I'm sure. Yet I think, you know, the reality is, because that's a really kind of a weird thing to think. You, I knew you were crying for help, but I knew I wasn't the answer. I knew that. But it's like, that's that thing where God has to speak to the person. Like you can't, I can't be God. <laughs> right. And I, wanted- I, was, I was so <laughs> mad. I like tried to find anyone that would talk to me because I felt so out of my mind. I like could not believe that this was happening to me. But a couple weeks after that, the Lord was so clear and exactly what my mom just said is he just said, I will not allow 
anyone to save you anymore. You already have a savior and it's me. And that was a turning point for me because I, I think I was mad that you guys wouldn't. And I had to learn to lean into him. But through all of that, I'm sure that I caused you a lot of pain. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? It's hard for me because you're my child. I kept thinking, she's my child. She's my child. Like, how did this happen? You know, it's like, and I knew you were hurt. I didn't understand depression for one thing. So I've learned all of that through you because honestly, I've never known anybody to really struggle with depression. So I I really had no idea. Um, But I think it just, it just hurt the attack because I didn't understand it. I didn't, I'm like, why is she so mad? Like, and I think, you know, God began to reveal to me. I think I knew that you were wanting me to do something I, I could not do for you. And as a parent, that's the most, because I think the majority of us would turn around and do whatever you wanted us to do. Yeah. And, but God really had taught me because I, I struggled with my relationship with my mom in some dysfunctional ways. And I, I think God just said, you are not going to do this mm. as hard as my heart wanted to, because it would have hurt you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that thing where you begin to understand. And God taught me that years ago, and that's a whole different story, but that you don't belong to me. You are his, and he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And that doesn't necessarily involve me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm thrilled, you know, to watch the redemption that God's done in our relationship, but that was probably, it was probably one of the most painful things I've ever gone through because I didn't understand, you know, and yet God kept me back because he had to do that in you. And I see it now with your siblings as well. You know, it's like God, he has to move into that place. We are not here to rescue you. We, he is your rescuer. He's your redeemer not the parent, but you can see how easily because you love your kids so much. It's such an easy way to overstep, but you don't realize you're doing it because you think you think that's loving them. So God's taught me so much about his love for us through that pain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. um, Because sometimes things don't always feel loving, you know, even how he works in my life and your life or whoever's life. It, and we think, oh, that a loving God can be that way. Yeah. He, yeah. Because really that's what we need. That's really what we need. And sometimes that comes through pain, yeah. you know, and I know that's hard for so many people. I mean, it was hard for me, <laughs> but I learned to surrender, you know, like, don't fight me on this. Just let me, just let me love you. Right. Right. And really it's a setting free. Because we've all heard that analogy of the butterfly and the, in the crystal. Yes. And cut it out. It disables it. And a lot of times having to parent, you know, and I'm going to have to learn that because your whole job in raising kids is to keep them safe and help them feel secure. And, you know, and so this, but this struggle of, of getting the wings to fly 
yeah the struggle has to happen for the yes. whole process to take place yeah. and if you cut it you disable and right. then ultimately i mean maybe in a psychological or or spiritual way there's like a death that happens if you yeah to step yes jesus for people because you ruin it then you ruin it forever you know Another thing that happened for me as well, and this is the, just the faithfulness of God, because I was so mad that my parents couldn't or wouldn't, whatever the case may be in my mind, um, help me. And so God allowed this situation to happen where I dislocated my knee two days in a row, went to the hospital. It was a whole big drama. And I literally, my parents had moved to Colorado at that point, but I literally, I had a five month old baby. I couldn't carry him. My husband had to go to work and my other son was four. And so my parents came over every single day for two weeks straight, I think. Yeah. And helped me with everything. Meals, dad was cleaning the floor as he would. and <laughs> As he would. <laughs> but, um. Now I'm going to cry <laughs> because they couldn't help me in my depression because there wasn't anything practical for them to do. It was a really, it was an inner thing that God had to do. And so there was this really, I think what I really wanted them to do during that time was just come sit down with me and just, I don't know, like talk or something. But this was like a really practical way that they could love me. And they did. And so it was like the Lord was like, it's not that they don't love you, Ashley. It's just that the fact they don't know what to do. And I think through that and then training for a marathon together and running all those miles and that was also another like resolution that it was a process, I think, for both of us. Right. But we never gave up. And I think we both, uh, again, going back to like, we fight for justice relationship. <laughs> yeah. And that we're right. not going to, like, here's the thing is that God is a restorer. Yeah. And there are sometimes in relationships that we're not sure if they can be restored, but God is a God of impossibilities. Amen. Yeah. And so we kept pursuing it in, in small ways sometimes, because I think both of us were a little trepidatious. <laughs> right. right. Um, like, is this going to, is this going to work? Is this going to blow up? But I think we both just kept forgiving each other. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say from your side on that? Yeah, I think it is. I, I think it's, you just keep, because I, uh, I do have the gift of faith and I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. And I believe God promised over our life, our family's life, a new beginning, a new start. And I believe that over every single one of you and all your spouses, all of them. And, um, I just, you know, I just, I think I just knew restoration would happen. I knew it. Yeah. I didn't know how I, and I stopped putting expectations on things, which really helped me a lot. Once I stopped expecting it to look a certain way. And I just trusted God as trust Lord. I'm just going to trust you. I have to trust your time. And you know, everybody hates to wait, you know, <laughs> right. we, but 
his timing is always perfect. I mean, that the fact that you hurt your knee, I mean, let's go. Like, would we think that ever in our logic? Oh no, not ever. Never. You know, and yeah, God, I really believe God did that for you, you know, and then I just got to benefit from it as well. Because like you said, I think we had to have something practical to show you we really do care. (laughs) You know, we really do. And God began to really speak to you deeper in, in your heart, you know, about, I think it is the forgiveness. Like we're going to forgive and because we don't always do things right you know, parents included, you know, like we mess things up, you know, and you don't come with a manual. I wish you did, (laughs) you know, but, um, we do, you just keep moving forward. And to me, you just don't, you don't accept defeat. Yeah. I had to change my perspective on life, you know, but trusting him as scary as that is sometimes is the best thing we can do. Yeah. And we just forgive and you just lay it down and you lay it down and you lay it down. And what does it say? 70 times seven. That's a whole lot of times, you know, but in that process, you know, if you can just get yourself out of the way, he brings the joy back, you know, right. and the healing. And and there, and this is the thing. And I think probably you have done, had to do the same, but you know, you think you've forgiven and then something comes up. And right. the Lord just would push on me, like, you got to forgive again. And I'm like, but I already forgave her. And he's like, but you need to do it again. <laughs> right. Like, because there was still something in me that would be like, eh, right. I'm still holding on to that a little bit. And he'd be like, no, press in and keep trusting me, just like she was saying. So I would just want to say, though, that when God does do things, he does it right. And yep. yes. I don't feel any resentment towards you anymore. That feels like a different person. Right. Like who was that? And it is kind of like you look back in the fog of it all and think, did we go through all that? Right. And we did. And it makes it enriches who we are because we did. And I've learned, you know, I'm sure you have too. Uh, I mean, life-changing things I couldn't have learned any other way. And I always think, Lord, did I really have to go through that to do that? And he said, uh, obviously you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess what did you learn about yourself through this process? I think what, just that I am, and you, you know, you alluded to that. We are, I am a fighter. I will fight for what's right. I knew that this, this divisiveness was not healthy. And I had that same kind of divisiveness with my mom. And I remember, I remember one time when you were in high school and we were in one of those screaming matches and we were right in the middle of it. And and we just stopped and said, um, no, we cannot do this because this is sinful. Like this is wrong. This is not how, but it's what I came from. Like I, I would argue and get mad in the same way. And really what you're, you found that is like in the anger, you're really hurting you're not really mad. I wasn't mad at you or whatever. You know, it's like part of it is confusion, but that's how the enemy just gets in and he just stirs the pot, takes control of your mind. And I would be, I was just determined that Lord has to show me how to be the parent of an adult, grown up, healthy looking child. Cause I wasn't modeled that. I didn't know how to do that, but God is faithful. He is faithful. He brings the, he has brought me what I needed to know. I still, I still pray that Lord, I don't know. 
I want to have a healthy, loving relationship with all of you. Show me how that looks because I don't know, you know, but he is our father. He is trustworthy and he is faithful. And I have learned through that, the beginning of that in, in many other circumstances, we've lived since that with other uh, siblings, but I'm going to believe him. I believe him with more faith than I've ever known. And it's never been in my timing, but oh my goodness. Yeah. Then he answers and you're overwhelmed. <laughs> oh my gosh, you answered that, you know? And it's like, yes, because you stand in the gap and believe. That's, right. That's what he calls us to do is believe. And I think he just took me way deeper. And I started this journey with you. I'm going to finish it. That's right. And he has done a new work in all of you. Yeah. That is not me. That's him doing that. It makes me emotional because I, I remember one time at Christmas looking down the pew and like all of you were all there with your spouses. And I'm like, Lord, this is a miracle. You love the Lord. You serve the Lord. That has nothing to do with me. That's all about his faithfulness. And his faithfulness will continue on as we continue to struggle through and learn and press into him and die to ourselves, you know, and learning to live in humility. You know, that was, it was humbling. It was one of the most humbling seasons I've ever gone through with you and some other things that were going on. Cause it was like, remember all, you know, all that stuff you thought about this person and that person. And I'm like, Oh gosh. Okay. Eat my words a hundred times. But you know what? I'm so thankful God put me on my face because I have so much more compassion and grace for people because we all have to learn that. We all have to learn it. And I learned it through that season, you know? So I learned huge things, huge, huge things, you know? Yeah. And I would, I would, I mean, I could talk for hours really about what I learned about that but very similar stuff and um I guess the bottom line is that our relationships if we can ask the Lord for more right and he is able you guys I have seen in not only yeah. me and my mom's relationship but other family relationships that we have literally prayed and fasted for God do amazing things. And I'm going to have a whole episode about fasting because my mom really kicked that off in our, you know, sphere of influence, but she fasted for me with my depression. And I really do think that God answered that prayer and I don't suffer like I used to. There's so many things that came out of that time, but forgiveness is essential because when you forgive, you don't have to be chained to that anger, resentment, pain, or sometimes even that person. Maybe it's impossible right. to have forgiveness. I mean, I know not everyone is walking with the Lord like my mom is. And so that made it a little bit easier, I think, because she was also listening to him. But right. there's other people out there in the world, maybe that you will never speak to again. And you hold that, that pain that they caused you. And that when we forgive someone, we're not saying like, oh, it's okay that I, that you caused me pain, but we're saying like, I release you. So I'm no longer chained to right. that feeling or whatever it is. I let you go right? because I'm now chained to Christ and what he thinks. Right. Cause the unforgiveness holds us captive. That's it. That's it. The other person doesn't even know. They don't know. And 
yeah, there's, you know, it, it is, and it's hard because you feel like it feels wrong, but that's enemy lying to you. Like it, it's right. Let it go. Freedom. Let it go. Yeah. So I would just like you, if you can, um, what advice would you give to someone struggling in relationships or even to parents? I think one of the things, and I have shared this with a couple uh, moms of young adults. Um, one thing I noticed in all of you, and nobody ever shared this with me, but I think it's, I think it's something you do when you're trying to step out to be your own person. And you, every one of you got mad at me. But I realized, and I realized this with you because God taught me a lot of lessons with you first, but I noticed it even like you would go on a mission trip and you'd be like, um, I'm good. I don't miss you. Like whatever. Like, ah, you know, what do you mean you don't miss me? And you'd be like, everyone's crying and carrying on. They miss their parents. And I, and then I knew, okay. So God began to speak to me to let go. You have to let go because that's what, when you get angry and you're setting the boundary, it's because we as a parent also need to set that boundary to respect you and let you fly. Like the eagle pushing the baby out of the nest. I don't know how they do that. And I wish God put that naturally in us because it's not naturally in us. Um, but to trust what you've instilled in your child from the very beginning, because it's there. You have to trust that they will fly. And a lot of times you would fall down. Obviously we all do, but you belong to the Lord. You do not belong to me, you know? And I think it's really, I learned that in a really intense way, but, and I'm not, everybody goes through that. And prayerfully, we don't have to go through that, but it's, I know it feels awkward to let go. And to, like you one time said to me, and I thought this is great advice. And I would say this as a parent, we're kind of like the wall of the swimming pool. Like you come up to the wall and you touch it and then you kick off and go back out. Like we become the touch point. You still need us in your life. Um, but it's a different, we have a different role and we can't keep mothering. We cannot do it. It's destructive. And, you know, and I've done it way too many times with other siblings, but you know, I'm a rescuer. I am. I just, part of that feeds me because it makes me still feel needed, but I'm like, that is wrong. And God has shown me, you need to stop that because you are hurting that child Mm. or actually no longer a child, a grown adult. Mm. I'm like, okay. But the, and the hardest thing is saying no the first time. But once you do, it's our responsibility to make you walk your own journey, not the journey I want you to walk, which includes me. (laughs) I mean, you, you include me, but you know, it's not your responsibility for me. You're not responsible for me. You're not responsible for my feelings. You're not, you know, like, but I've had to learn that. I've had to learn healthy boundaries and how extremely important it is for every single one of you. And I messed it up. I haven't always done it right, but God is faithful with me and he keeps showing me and he keeps teaching me. And that's my thing. I want to keep learning till the day I die. 
I want to fall into heaven learning one more thing, you know, because there's always something more of him to grasp, you know. Uh, but uh, I think as hard as it was, the journey we went through, God did give me the right information, even though it really hurt, yeah. you know. And just to encourage other moms out there, you know, it is, it does hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to watch your kids struggle and not be able to help them. I remember um, some silly quote, but it's like loving your kid is like living with your heart outside your body, you know, but that is real love, Mm, not protecting them and shielding them and taking care of everything for them. They, they need, you need to fly because one day we won't be here. And I need to know God's got you. Yeah. That's, that's really what we're after. And really in the heart of all moms, I'm sure that's what they're after. You know, if they love the Lord, they want you to have your own real relationship with the Lord. Yeah, that's you it. know, yeah. and it's so hard to, to trust him in that. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, probably one of the hardest things God asks us as mothers to do. You know, and I, I'm reminded of that song Burning by Nicole Nordeman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm going to stand here with my whole desire in the middle of the forest fire until I have nothing left to show a new life begins to grow. Right. And that is the burning and the refiner's fire that God continually asks us to go through. <laughs> right. And because every time we look a little bit more like him and forgiveness is just a huge part of that. Yeah. I mean, he says, if we do not forgive others, he will not forgive us. Right. It's kind of intense. I probably wouldn't have said it, but God did. And right. So we- and I think forgiving ourselves, yeah. we have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. You know, as a mom, like you, we're not going to do it all right. Right. But, right. And I don't try to justify it, but I have to forgive myself. Right. That I just didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Just like kids don't know what they don't know. You know, it's a child forgiving your parent for not knowing what they didn't know. Cause right. I, I thought she didn't know. <laughs> I thought I expected right. her to know, but right. now as a parent, I realized no, you just make it up as you come along. <laughs> right. And I think that's honestly a key to a lot of life is if we could just lay down the expectation on other people, life is so much freer. Yeah. That is one huge thing I took away from that. Our whole experience was like, love people for who they are, not who you wish they were. Yes, that's good. So that's a little bit of our story. As you can see, my mom is super awesome. And (laughs) if you need any more advice or prayer, you I'm sure can hit her up. And I'll leave her email link actually in the show notes. So I'm sure she would be happy to minister or ask me. If you, any of you have any questions about parenting adult kids or any of that. So thank you for doing this. Yes. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today and listening to the call to build podcast. It would be so helpful if you would rate and review this podcast, if you enjoyed it and share it with your family and friends so that others can be encouraged in building the kingdom of God in their special and unique way. If you want to take a screenshot of your podcast app and put it up on Instagram stories, be sure to use hashtag call to build, and I'm going to be shouting out others who are building God's kingdom. Thank you for being here. Now let's get building.